the turnips have all been carved. A large cardboard effigy of a demon we don't like has been erected in the courtyard, and I've got a 20-foot-long PVC tube full of those hard, waxy, pumpkin-shaped candies all set up in order to shoot them out to the local children from the safety of my third-story window. Yes, we're ready for quite a contact-free Samhain festival here on the commune. My wife, Galinda, has fashioned an impressive costume out of old bits of foil, a long scarf, and twist ties she's saved from our takeout meals over the past nine months. She's going to be Arian Toad, the Celtic goddess of the moon, weaver of cosmic time and fate, which means, of course, that I'll be going as Omios, god of eloquence, naturally. I'll be honest, I don't always understand the nuance between Gaelic deities and the Celtic ones. All I know is that when I saw Galinda's Celtic cross tattoo on her upper arm, I knew that she was something special. We talk about relationships and dating and curious requests about the body on tonight's episode of the program, so light a candle on your altar, wrap yourself up in crushed velvet, and let your mind wander along with us as we travel once again to the Deep Night. Deep Night with Dan. Oh, friends, hello. It's me, Dale Seaver, and I'm so honored to be your guide and guru through this next hour of regrets and revelations that we call The Deep Night. We come to you tonight, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. I'm going to level with you. Uh, these have been strange times. Now, aside from setting up a commune in our Brooklyn apartment, which has been a lot of work, there's the global pandemic, election fears, and a general sense that the entire solar system has gone retrograde. Just all the planets spinning backwards. But amidst this all, and aside from the onset of a lingering seasonal depression that I face every year, there is the enchantment of the season, isn't there? Autumn, a time where you can... Pop on the digital fireplace onto the TV, stream some sad fiddle music from Appalachia on the hi-fi, and pour yourself a nice bottle of scotch that you've had delivered to your doorstep and watch the leaves gather on the sidewalk from your window. What I'm saying is, discovering that the liquor store delivers has been a game-changer. The other thing that always inspires me is talking to young people, which isn't hard since most people are younger than I am. And that's always a fun moment uh, for me to discover my own mortality. My guest today has been burning brightly on the New York comedy scene for a moment, and I thought it would be fun to bring her into the deep night and just check in, see how comedy in New York City is faring during, during these days of ours. Uh, Katie Boyle hosts a podcast called The Shift. And it's mostly about relationships and dating and sex stuff, which, as you certainly know, if you're a longtime listener, it always makes me a little red under the turtleneck. But, of course, that's just me. Sex is something that should be talked about openly and honestly. Probably not by me, but I'm glad she can do it. And, look, end of the day, 
it's probably going to happen to you. So you should know what you're doing and how to talk about it. And uh, it's almost Halloween, which means that there's a 40% chance that you could end up having sex with a ghost. So probably a good idea to have some parameters for the paranormal at the ready. And don't worry, we talk about that on this episode. In fact, we had such fun talking about that and uh, relationships, communication, all kinds of things, all filtered through Katie's very open and frankly surprising. (laughs) And I gathered distinctly Irish perspective. Katie Boyle is an Irish comedian living in New York. She performs all over the city. Uh, She's been seen regularly at the New York Comedy Club on shows at Caroline's on Broadway, Creek in the Cave, QED, lots of other ones. Now, she used to be inside those clubs. Now it's just outside. You just, they're right there on the sidewalk. Uh, She runs a podcast, The Shift, which, as I mentioned, uh, talks about sex and dating. She's got a whole TikTok empire as well which I barely understand. She runs a monthly show, Transplants Comedy Show, again at uh, KQED. There I go again. See, here's the thing. Every time I see QED, I think KQED, because that's the public radio station in San Francisco. And uh, I have never once looked at the name of this comedy club and thought QED. In my brain, it just automatically goes KQED. The only time I've ever encountered those numbers, I'll put uh, letters, I'll put together. Anyhow... It's fun getting older. Let's go now to my conversation with the delightful Katie Boyle. Katie Boyle. Hi. Hi there. Welcome to the deep night. Thanks. (laughs) It's great to have you. So uh, now, uh, how are you and where are you? I am Grace and I am in New York City, Astoria. That's wonderful. These remote recordings are a lot like the old chat rooms of yore. I know you're probably too young to remember any of that, but you always had to say ASL, age, sex, and location, and you could be honest about it or not. (laughs) I do remember doing one and being not honest about it. Ah, you see, that was the whole deal. Yeah. Yes, but I appreciate your uh, honesty in this so far. But if you know, I, it's uh, it's appreciated. It's appreciated. So uh, my question to you to lead off this thing: uh, uh, Would you be interested in joining uh, a commune I'm starting? No. Am I meant to say yes? Because God no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Again, honesty appreciated. Better to say it now uh, than if we get too far down the road. Not interested in it. Doesn't appeal. No, definitely not. God. Okay. Does. Communes in general or just uh, because uh, we don't know each other that well? Communes in general. Yeah. <laughs> right. It, does, it doesn't seem like it would appeal uh, to uh, to those of Irish descent. Mm, yeah, I guess so. Uh, why? Well, I don't I don't know about the uh, free spiritness of it. Here, here's what I'm saying is that I think that uh, Liz Taylor's son started one maybe in Wales. Uh, I'm not sure about that. But when I went to search for communes in Ireland, uh, uh, the only thing that came up was another person searching, are there communes in Ireland? <laughs> so it makes me think when the search is just reaffirming the question, that's a great life lesson, but uh, probably not a lot going on over there. Yeah, I'm not even really sure what a commune is exactly. Um, yeah. What you just like share a space and share food? Yeah, no, thank you. No. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I understand. Well, it's just as New York is so empty now, I figured we might as well start our own thing and try and get our own little city going. But I appreciate that you don't uh, you don't want to join in that. Uh, like I said, it's good, and I want to be clear: it's not a cult. Yes. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people mis- misunderstand. They think I'm getting going with a cult because I have started to look more and more like a cult leader. But that is not the aim of this thing. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, have you been consuming a lot of cult content? There's a lot of it out there now. Uh, no, no, not at all. But I think, no. I think most things are cults, really. <laughs> <laughs> most things are cults. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. like I'm Catholic. It's kind of a cult. That's true. So, you know, you're paying into something and praying <laughs> to one person. So it's all kind of culty. Yes, yes, there are little aspects to it. And when you boil it down, it all comes down to people wanting to maybe belong or just have something to believe in. Yeah, sense of community, like your commune. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but that, again, not interested. Okay, all right. Nope. Uh, now, <laughs> now uh, you, you are from Ireland. Yes. Yep, uh, that's clear to most of the people that know you from your stand-up and doing everything. Uh, is it just uh, idyllic and serene back there? Have you been back? Um, right now they're in level five lockdown, which I think is the highest level of lockdown in my country. Uh, uh -huh. so it's serene to everyone at home because they can only go into their back garden and enjoy the nature. So <laughs> right. nothing. And when I ask if you've been back, I just meant during this pandemic time, have you been back or you've been in New York the whole time? I went back for three and a half weeks, uh, in the summer and yeah, it was just, we live on a farm. So we basically live on our own little commune because my dad makes his own vegetables and stuff. But, uh, uh, maybe that's why there's not much of a need for communes in Ireland because we're all just like small towns other than the city. But uh, yeah, it was very relaxing. It was very quiet, you know, yeah. tranquil. Yes, yes. And uh, I, I would imagine, uh, are people behaving better there than they are here? Because by all accounts, we probably should be in a lockdown stage five, but we're not. Uh, I don't think New York should be. Where are you? <laughs> I'm just in Brooklyn. Yeah, I don't think we should be. I mean, there's some people like acting raw like we have a saying it's called like acting the maggot and there's definitely people like taking the piss a bit but um no i think like new york's slowly but surely opening up like they're doing 20 percent, whereas ireland i feel like it was a bit confusing with the rules like you couldn't do a lot of stuff but 50 people could go to mass which is like mm, and yeah. then like that was indoors but you couldn't go to like football matches outside and then you could go to a restaurant once you wore your mask walking in but it it was like any restaurant I went to when I was back there it was, it was full it wasn't like here where there's like spacing out and so yeah I think New York's doing fine they're slowly like we have to come back to life eventually anyway so slowly but surely Sure, sure. And and uh, New York certainly did better than a lot of places here, at yeah. least. Uh, and uh, it's the rest of the country I'm a little bit worried about. Um, but as you said, we'll, we'll see what yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think, don't think anybody knows what they're doing. So it's easy to be like, that's wrong, that's right. But like, sure, sure. just fucking have to try things out and see like i guess florida's taken one for the country <laughs> <laughs> yes they're the good world. at that yeah. <laughs> yeah um uh but now uh, as a as a stand-up and as a comedian uh which you are uh i've talked to a few uh, folks uh sort of before pandemic like right as the big thing hit you know the first wave of this stuff let's call it and uh, people were doing zoom shows or people were not doing anything at all or people were trying to focus on other things and then it's sort of shifted to outdoor events is that uh, the state of things now is where people are doing things in their backyards and their front yards whatever we're calling those sidewalk uh enclaves there yeah, yeah, that's it, exactly. I've done rooftop shows, um, sidewalk shows, uh, yeah, backyard shows, park shows, done a lot of park shows. 
um and recently did an indoor show but it was just like they have like small capacity so right and how do you find doing the outdoor shows in the in the park or those kind of things i love them i think they're great not i'm sure other comedians wouldn't say the same but i like it it's kind of fun it's like going to war you're like okay let's see how this goes <laughs> <laughs> right right well and it also seems uh maybe people don't realize you know an outdoor thing if you're in a park or something there's a lot of distractions and all that mm-hmm. but if you think about a comedy club you got the drinks you got the servers you got the food you got the people over there talking you got everything else and you're still tra- air conditioner there's a lot of distractions within just the comedy club itself so how different is it really yeah, yeah. And you have a microphone and, you know, you just be a big persona and people are going to listen to you and then deal with whatever happens. But like, um, I like the outdoor shows. Like the thing is, I would rather have obviously comedy club, but then next on the line would be outdoor shows. And then this fucking 20 percent capacity because that they're too spaced out to laugh at each other. They're too freaked out and like traumatized about being inside. So I actually think the outdoor shows are brilliant. Um, yeah. Yeah. Although now, oh, uh, it's getting a little cold. You got to bring a portable heater with your mic condom. Yeah, I know. It is cold. It was, I was getting like a sore throat. I thought I had COVID because it's getting like a sore throat, but it's just from being on these fucking rooftops, like on a stage with the wind coming at your throat. <laughs> right. Oh, and I've also done drive-in shows, like perform to cars while they beep at you to show they're laughing. It's like very yeah. bizarre. But again, it's great. You adapt. You just got to yes. do it. Yes, all figuring it out. Uh, although I'm a little concerned about some of the restaurants that are just building indoors outside. Because once you get the side, you know, the walls and the window and a door, what have you done? It's, the idea is not to have more indoors outside. That, that defeats the purpose. Yeah. That's not how science works. No, but you know, what? Well, I don't know. <laughs> like, you know yourself if you're going to that restaurant, if there's a bit of a risk, you know. Sure, sure. Do you like science? Did you grow up with a lot of science on the farm? Um, no, I never really liked science. <laughs> I mean, I like it as in if you tell me you're a scientist and you tell me this is fact, I'd be like, okay, great. And then if you tell me the next day aliens exist, I'd be like, okay, great. Like, I mean, I just don't, I'm not, not science smart. But if you say you're a science and this is the way to go, I'd be like, okay, cool. If that makes sense. But yeah, sure. I it sounds like you like, uh, co- you like concrete things. And you're okay if somebody uh, sets a path and it's fine. You'll respect that decision. Yeah, yeah. Like I'd follow the scientist over like someone who's not a scientist. But I also think like people can make their own choices. And if you're like, I feel like risking it and I'm going to die here tonight. Well, that's up to you. (laughs) Just don't just don't wear a mask afterwards. You don't kill other people. (laughs) <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, uh, well. speaking of uh, uh, people that don't believe in science, there's a fair amount of uh, magic and fantasy in the world. Katie, what about that kind of stuff? Because, yeah. of course, this is... Yes, okay. <laughs> I believe in that, too. I just think, who the fuck am I to say none of it's real? Is that mental? I just no. think, like, who knows? Who knows? There could be, like, uh, aliens or fairies or whatever like i haven't seen it so it's probably like it's probably not real in my world but sure why not if you believe if you want to believe in something go for it absolutely well you have a a radical openness to you katie i really appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) and i think it's needed in this uh, grim time of course uh, you know this has been tough for all of us even uh, well especially some of us who believed heavily in crystals and all that i've started to doubt them i've uh, worn away the little threads of my sage pouch and uh, of course here on the commune we're getting ready for the big Samhain festival uh have you been to one of those before 
Oh, my people invented that. So yeah, that's why. I... <laughs> <laughs> one time I was in a, one time I was in a car with a taxi man, and he was a an immigrant as well. And when he heard my accent, he was like, "Oh, these Americans and Halloween, it's so disgusting." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm so sorry, my people made that." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and, and what do you think about that too? The uh, the sort of uh, fetishizing of the Celtic fantasy stuff. Hey, look, whatever gets you through the winter. You know, like it gives people something. I love Halloween. I'm like, I love seeing all the spooky decorations and like spooky movies. And, you know, it's cold. So that's yeah. the only reason why we have Christmas. We only have Christmas so that people don't, you know, be depressed in the winter. It that's kind of fucks true. over the Australians. I don't know what they're doing. But they get to some, they get like beaches. So they're fine. They don't need, they don't yeah. need something to keep I, them And I the think they get some cold in there at some point, don't they? Yeah, but not a lot. They, they, <laughs> they get to make up for it. They don't need the, something to keep them away from being depressed. Their lifestyle's chill. <laughs> They don't even have COVID, like, fuck's sake. Yes, yes. Well, uh, I, of course, am eager to celebrate this time between the ending of uh, one year, the beginning of the next, a time for us to embrace the darkness that's out there, a period of great mystical intensity when the membrane between the physical and the spiritual are weakened. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited for it, if you can't tell. Um, and do you, you, you're open to it? Do you enjoy, uh, well, you said you like spooky stuff. Do you enjoy thinking about ghosts and the supernatural? Would you welcome them in? No, I wouldn't welcome them in. If I think there's a ghost in my house, I'd be like, go away. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I'm too afraid. And, like, I don't... I don't want to say that that's not real because who knows, but I just don't, would really like if a ghost didn't show itself to me because that would scare the shit out of me. Yeah, although it would prove to you that it's 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 there and real. I don't need proof. Don't, I don't need it. I don't need proof about anything. <laughs> like, seriously, people are always like, we need to know. And it's like, if you had told me there was going to be a pandemic, I wouldn't have believed it. So I'm just like, whatever, just take each day by day. I don't need to know that ghosts. I don't need to go to a haunted house to prove that my inner fears are real. <laughs> nice ghosts are fine, but, you know, I don't want to know about demons and stuff. Yeah, no, I don't want to welcome them. I don't use the Ouija board, any of that stuff, because no, I'm too I never afraid do of a Ouija. it. My dad told me never to do a Ouija board. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. Yeah, that may be just farm knowledge, but I think it's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. No, my stepmom has seen ghosts, and a few people in my family have seen ghosts and stuff. Irish people are mad into that, so... Yes. Very yeah. superstitious. Uh, and uh, maybe I can tie this into uh, some of uh, your other uh, work there, because a lot of the subject matter that you cover on uh, your podcast, The Shift, uh, which is terrific, mm -hmm. and on the TikToks, uh, is that you're talking about uh, sex, talking about relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you make of the folks that are having relationships with ghosts? Well, I didn't even know that was a thing, but look, do you know what? It, I'm sure it saves a lot of fights because you're having a one-sided conversation I mean like that's I don't understand sorry what <laughs> yes no it's confusing but somebody married a ghost somebody was talking about having an affair with a ghost uh, I gather that's uh something but it doesn't appeal to you does it if my partner has an affair with a ghost I won't be mad at him you won't be no I'd probably no. be like let's get your mental health checked just to be sure <laughs> Because, you know, it could be a ghost, but it also could be, like, sign of, like, early mental health issues. So, like, that's totally fine if you want to, like, marry a ghost or whatever. But also, I think when we do, 
like the, the world so I'm gonna criticize I'm gonna be hypocritical because like it is okay to be very accepting of things but it also could be an indicator that you're slowly losing your mind so just get it checked go to therapist and if therapist like you're grand then you can be like hey I'm gonna get married to dead Jimbo over here <laughs> right. See, you don't I don't wanna, like excuse mental health either do you know what I mean if you're seeing no. demons in your room it might be demons but also like you know when you have sleep paralysis that's you see a little demon but also that's yeah. a indicator that you're suffering ptsd and you need to like go sort your shit out and like address that and then if you're still seeing the the demon afterwards maybe get like a priest (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know it was linked to ptsd that i've had that uh for um, all my life yeah yeah so um sleep paralysis when you see the little demon guy and night terrors are usually linked to ptsd and something that happened to you in in your childhood so anybody with bad childhood will in adult because your your logical so like a lot like conscious brain is like i'm fine everything's fine my life is great but your unconscious brain figures out all that shit that you went through that you might have blacked out or you don't want to talk about you don't want to deal with it's figuring it out in your sleep so it's a huge um sign that some shit went down and you need to go or just keep ignoring it that's what i do i just ignore it forever <laughs> yes i just i try not to think about it because if i think about it then it happens to me and I don't want it to happen to me again because yeah, it's, it's always very, like, scary. You have to try and – you always feel like you're screaming on the inside of your body and nothing's moving. Yeah. And I always see the same character too, that person mm-hmm. with the big hat. That's weird that everybody sees that though. I didn't see the person with the big hat. Mine's oh. like a blurry, a blurry little guy. But my eyesight's not the best at night, so maybe I can't <laughs> see his hat. <laughs> That's a different doctor altogether you have to go to. <laughs> well, I might have sexual congress with this spirit, I'll be honest with you. But uh, I'm how? worried. Well, how, though? You're just going to be like, hello, come sit on my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might not use that phrase, but uh, I, I'm just saying if I'm open to the universe and that happens, uh, I would I'd be a little concerned that I would then be, you know, sort of mystically forever bound to some drowning victim or something, which would not be great. But and I don't want to deal with cleaning up all the ghost water from the sheets. But I mean, if that's a relationship. <laughs> oh, you're planning for her to squirt. Oh, no, you mean because she's drowning. OK, Cause, gross. Because the drowning. Uh- <laughs> No, but I know you get into some uh, randy topics on your on your podcast. I'm very randy. <laughs> um, you have to tell me that it's clean before I do podcasts. <laughs> but I figured from my content, you would have given me a heads up. No, no, um, I want you to be you. I'm open to it. I, I want to learn something too. Um, but come here to me. So, wait. What we know about ghosts and spirits and stuff, like collectively, universally, is that you can't feel them. So, how is someone? put their dick in something if you can't do we it. know that though well, sometimes kinda... you get a tap on the shoulder sometimes oh, you get a little uh so they're moving a glass across the counter oh, sometimes there's something happening where they're affecting the physical world so and in this salmon moment where that membrane is very thin perhaps things could happen oh yeah okay go have sex with a ghost <laughs> Thank you. Would you have any requirements? Let's say that you were open to it and a little less concerned about mental health, your own or otherwise. Mm -hmm. Uh, What would the requirements be for you to date a ghost? Oh, here. I have a hard enough time dating real human men. (laughs) Never mind ghosts. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, like, firstly, I would require them to be alive. I can't, I just can't even... That, that's definitely on my no list, ghost. Because, like, okay. you know, you couldn't okay. do stuff, like, and they wouldn't have their own life. They'd be just jealous of me living, you know. I love living. So yeah. it just won't yeah. work out. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. 
not open. Follow you around. Go away, membranes. <laughs> but I'd be fine. I'd be the... fine with my partner having an affair with a ghost. If the choice yes. is between real woman and ghosts, go for the ghost. If that gets it out go of the f- system, I'm going to tell him. Like, go fuck a ghost. <laughs> Good. Now, what partner doesn't want to hear that? It's a very yeah. romantic thing to yeah. <laughs> to say. <laughs> we're well, we're new though. Maybe if we, if we last longer, I might be like, actually, I take it back. Don't fu- don't be fucking ghosts. <laughs> well, you have to make that judgment about whether you open yourself up to that or not. <laughs> That's for sure. I think uh, definitely for me, they'd have to be intact, and we'll close that subject. But uh, I don't want somebody carrying around a head. Oh God! Like of that. course, stop. Yeah. Who wants to be? That's again. Even if ghosts are real, and you've decided you want to fuck a headless ghost, you still need to go to a mental health therapist. Even if we find out that ghosts, they all come out of the closet and they're like, "We're real. We want to like have our own houses." Yeah. Um, if you want to be having sex with someone who has no head, you still need to go to a therapist and talk that out because that's that's some weird shit. Yeah, that's just due diligence, really. And that's that's not a little a bit. That's like self care, is what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, intact ghost or not, I have learned a lot about uh, women's bodies from your uh, podcast and from your videos. So I thank you for that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> did you set out to do a, a sex and relationship? Uh, did you know that's what was going to happen with all of the of your work? No, I would have never even talked about sex and relationship. Well, I would have talked about dating, but not like explicitly. I can't say that word until this guy came to me um, nearly two years ago and over two years ago, two and a half years ago and asked me, would I do a podcast with him? He doesn't do it anymore, but he needed a woman to openly talk about sex. And then he's just like famous in Ireland. So I was like, okay, this is a huge opportunity. I'm just gonna have to get comfortable with it. Um, And originally he thought, oh, she's too naive and too young he had said it to someone before we did the first episode he was like maybe this will be bad but then he liked it because I don't I don't know a lot of stuff so then we got to learn as we went along so that was kind of how it worked out just sort of talking about these things more openly um and making it more comfortable and especially since my persona is very like innocent um and if I can talk about it openly then because like the thing with sex is it's made seem like it's embarrassing or shameful you know like it's kind of put in the category with like talking about like pooping or whatever do you know what I mean and then so like you just don't know about it and it's so it a it's so amazing b it's so serious you know there's STDs um there's parts of your body that you should know and should be able to get pleasure from or just know how to protect yourself or so like those sex should be like something everybody talks about comfortably um, from from young young age, I feel so that you're not you're not putting yourself at risk, and so you're actually enjoying it, you know, with no shame. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yes, yes. It does uh, uh, take up a, a big part of our lives for yeah. mo- most of us. <laughs> yeah, <and it's, laughs> but, hope. especially for women, like all of those women who can't orgasm or come, um, and can't enjoy sex and feel shame, and it's like so sad because sex is. Um, so healthy and makes you like it's so many benefits positive benefits so yeah and if people aren't aware if people aren't talking about it then and you're not sort of checking in with yourself you can build up a lot of anxiety around it and then it can also just be a self-perpetuating thing where it's not you don't allow that kind of uh, pleasure to happen or you don't allow the uh, nice relationship to build from there from uh, really setting up about well good boundaries but also a level of trust among partners yeah, yeah, yeah. And then especially when it's like drilled into you, like, 
you know, oh, she's slutty, she did that, or make sure that you behave a certain way so that you can get a husband, or if you have one night stands, you're slutty. And then so women obviously not knowing, you know, they tell men, young boys to like masturbate and they don't tell women to do that. So then women don't know their body. Then they have one night stands and it's a waste of time because they don't orgasm and then they feel that shame. And it's just, it's like this constant circle of like reconfirming like, oh, what they were told was right. Like I shouldn't have sex. It's bad. But it's like, yeah, it's of course, it's if you're not orgasming, it's going to feel shitty because it's anticlimactic. And if you don't know your body, you're not going to be able to orgasm as much unless you have like a really understanding partner. And like a lot of the guys then, sure, if if they don't know either, it's not, shouldn't be the pressure on them to make, to make you or come. So, Yeah. No, it's a, a valuable My service. Speech. Do you find do you, do you find that people are seeking you out for advice now that you've put it out there and established yourself as somebody with uh, some thoughts about it? Yeah, see, I didn't mean to do that per se. Like, I didn't think people would actually like... They write in questions for the podcast and that's great. But like the other day I got some guy like asking me like really private questions about like hand jobs and stuff. And I was like, well, I'm not qualified to answer this. <laughs> but... You know, um, but I am happy to like be like, I am just a comedian, but, you know, go for it or, you know, we'll answer questions on the podcast as much as possible. Um, But yeah, I do try to be like, I am, again, just a comedian. So what I say isn't uh, like I haven't like a PhD in sex or whatever. (laughs) <laughs> right, right, right. Um, uh, well, because I'm past my uh, dating time, uh, let me live vicariously through you if if I can. Um, have there been any good, uh, is this a good time of year for hookups and that kind of thing, Halloween? Um. See, also the, the other thing is like I'm very open about the fact that I don't uh, do one night stands or hook up. Yeah. Um, and that's just, I did it. And then I just know that I'm like, secretly a hopeless romantic so I and I get more comfortable the longer I'm dating someone and the more I can open up to them and I actually usually don't have sex um straight away and that's a choice that I've made after trying other things like do you know what I mean so uh and I just because I do that doesn't mean I'm like if you want if you want to have one in stands go I wish I could more but um it's just you know I'm 30 and I know that by myself but I think right now, you mean Halloween or during the pandemic, is really hard for people to hook up. You know, people are like treating COVID like the worst STD. Yes. Um. So, but I guess I think it's a better time for people meeting people who want to date because they're getting to know them longer before they kiss or have sex. So right, people right. are investing more time, like either via FaceTime before they meet up and then these kind of like, distance dates so they get to know each other a little better so i think for people looking for a partner this is a good time yeah i and guess it's w- cold so <laughs> halloween's cold and i guess i was thinking without the pandemic lens on everything although I- i'm happy to have that uh, and i think i was probably misusing the word hookup even because i was just thinking is halloween a good time for people to meet each other oh. you know away from this is there something about being uh dressed as a cat or something that that does work uh if if that's your in your experience, I didn't know if, uh, if if you had any thoughts about Halloween and dating specifically. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's a good time because there's always a party. Like minus the pandemic, there's always a party and you get to dress like, you know, most people dress kind of sexy or fun. You get to like show your personality on yeah. a Halloween night. Um, So, yeah, I think it's a great time uh, to to meet someone usually. 
Um, (laughs) Again, right now we're all stuck in our bubbles. So, but yeah, and it's cold. And then you're like, you know, you got Halloween and then over here you got Thanksgiving and Christmas. So it's a good time to be dating someone, right? They had all those little celebrations. You mean to bring them around to the family? Oh, I don't have a family over here, so I don't know what that Thanksgiving, but, um, <laughs> but I mean, oh yeah, okay, so maybe that's too intense, but I mean, like, um, I don't know, honestly, I don't know, I don't think there's a specific time that's good for hooking up, I think it's just, yeah, like, I guess there's parties, Halloween, so, whatever, as if be. you want to meet your ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, my costumes have always been so elaborate that by the time I'm done with taking the thing off, uh, it's too late, we've lost yeah. the magic. It's just it's yeah. too much. Um, uh, but uh, dating going okay for you now? Things are good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing someone. He's great so far. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, the real lesson of everything that we've talked about, uh, openness, uh, communication. Yeah. You agree? A hundred percent, yeah. Like, yeah. I think um, it's the best thing that I've ever learned is always uh say whatever is inside your brain even if it sounds crazy or selfish or you know because they they tell women a lot like oh be chill and be cool and then you don't say to your partner what's wrong and then you tell your friends and they give you bad advice a lot of time because a they're not your partner and b they're just projecting from their situation before so whereas if you just ask and and people are so understanding and they don't read minds so i I, with everything if it's sex even if it's like choke me and then you're like actually I don't like that I just thought I would you know just always say whatever's in your head even if you think it sounds mental because it gives the person a chance to just hear it and be like okay now I can fix this here's a solution or I can work with it or or if you're like even if it's like hey I want you to be my boyfriend or girlfriend and it's been like two months or whatever and they're like I actually don't want that okay you didn't scare them off by saying that they weren't going to be that in three months. Do you know? Like, it's like, it's just, I always think just say everything out of your head. Unless, unless it's like, yes. I want to murder people. Keep that inside. But do you know what I mean? Like communication is really, really important. Absolutely. And do you think that uh, there's anything to a cultural background that makes us uh, better or less good at communication? Perhaps within the Irish spirit, is there something? Yeah. Irish people are terrible. We are terrible. Yeah. Because we find it really hard to communicate our feelings. And I think it's more that we just don't understand our feelings. And it's not something in our culture. It's very much a get on with it culture, move past it, lock it up, don't talk about it, um, and then get drunk and punch a wall. So (laughs) it's not the best. Um, They don't ask for things that they like. Like there's sexual things that I'm guaranteed Irish guys would love, but none of them ever asked me until I came over here. And like an American guy was like, oh, will you like lick my balls? And I was like, what? I thought that was like a subject we don't like. I thought that was like a sore place. That's the way I've been told about balls. And I got a partner for three years at home. He never. And there's no way that he did not want that. Now, every American man has suggested that or wanted it. That doesn't make sense. That so uh, or things like the way we express how we like someone. It's kind of like negging. You know, we're very roasty. And that's not good. It's like yeah. fun sometimes, but it's okay to be like, hey, I like you and you're a nice person and I'd like to be with you. Not like <laughs> and punch them in the arm and be like, you look okay today. The fuck? It, right, so right, dumb. right. Well, I kind of knew the answer to that because I am a mix of Irish and Scottish and Canadian. And uh, I've lived that reality of not being great at communication across multiple generations. But, uh, <laughs> And it's almost sad how perfectly I am a, a blend of those things, um, very apologizing a lot and being very practical yeah. and then just staying 
quiet. Uh, <laughs> but you mentioned this thing about roasts, and uh, I thought that was uh, – because you've done a lot of roasts, and that's pretty incredible to me. Uh, although uh, it's incredible to me because as a Libra and an only child, I want everybody to like me, so I'm never inclined to do that. But I do remember talking to uh, Maeve Higgins about this sort of Irish uh, thing that you alluded to just then, uh, about the skill of of the insult and being able to absolutely hone in on a weakness of somebody and then just go for it. Not just putting the knife in, but turning it slightly. It's a real gift. I mean, the curse of it, of course, is that it works best with the people you know best, and sometimes mm -hmm. that's people you're trying to love. <laughs> yes, yes, it's real bad. It's really bad. No, it's so bad. I've even noticed it. Maeve is so right. Oh, by the way, I love Maeve Higgins. She's amazing, but she's so right. It's such a great... Um, well, I, I, I love doing... I used to love doing the roasts, but now I think it's too much work. I did them for like over a year, and I've stopped doing oh. them just because it's... That's a lot. It's a lot of work, and I invest a lot in it. Like I do a lot of research, and and then you never use those jokes again. Bush, um, <laughs> yeah, I kind of find even like with partners, oh, over the years, I I will see the weakness and be like, don't don't even point that out, don't even do that, because I like to build people up and be supportive. But I can see what Maeve's seeing. Like there, there's something in our blood that we see it. Like, oh God, this is definitely an insecurity. If I said this, he will die. <laughs> but I've had ex-boyfriends in Ireland do that to me too. Like they've picked out the one thing I'm insecure about and hammered down on it. Like, and just, and you're like, you're a horrible bastard. <laughs> yes. I don't know if it's the, the Irish love language is a devastating observation, but it could be. I don't know if people are still talking about love languages anymore, but... Uh, I just did an episode on it, actually. Oh, yes? And uh, do yeah. you, are you allowed to share what yours is? Did you identify yours? Oh, I'm all of them. I want all of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pain in the arse. <laughs> I, I mean, I want all of them, like, but simply, like... So, I, like, when you read them all out, I'm like, oh, all of those are lovely, and I'd be happy kind of with any of them. But I think, like, it's recognizing other people's love languages I think is more important because you know like like the guy I'm seeing now he can't give compliments and it embarrasses him like he's not Irish but he's definitely he's Asian and it's a very similar culture uh -huh, uh -huh. from everything he said and he just can't he, he it feels wrong like even if I dress up well like I'm like hot and I'm like dressed up to the nines he just he wouldn't say anything like and I could be like you look great and he'd be like <laughs> um he's really uncomfortable getting compliments as well but he does other things, you know, like he'll like cook dinner for me or like make breakfast in the morning. And it's like, OK, yes, I'd love a compliment, but it's like this is better and this is how he's expressing that he likes me. So I need to recognize that. And I think that's what people forget, you know, yeah. so just yeah. knowing how what someone's comfortable and how they are comfortable expressing how they like it. It's not going to be always true words. Yeah, that's so key is, is that, that being open to it and listening to it and, and be responding <laughs> and then mm -hmm. acting on it. It's one thing to identify it, but to to actually be able to respond with that and then to speak that language for them. Yeah, so like I'm probably one of the lucky people. Like the guy on the podcast was like, oh, what do you mean you like all of them? And I was like, no, I mean like I'd be pretty satisfied with as in, like, if someone makes me food, I'm like, oh, it's great. If they bought me a gift, I'm like, oh, it's great. If they tell me I'm pretty, I'm like, oh, it's great. Like, I'm not saying I need all of them, but I'm like, I would appreciate, oh, I guess, does everybody appreciate all of them? Probably not. I don't know. It's hard. I would think so. Maybe some are more, uh, specific. Uh, more specific, or maybe it fills whatever void they, you know, have. They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever they didn't get growing up. Yeah, it's not my fault. 
get any of those. <laughs> it was tough on that farm. I'm getting the same. <laughs> no, no. Well, my dad owns the farm, but he only moved there um, maybe in, in my teens. Um, okay. And he's amazing. But I actually lived with my mother for the longest time. And I don't speak to her now, having been 13 years. So, um, which is fine. I'm grand, but my dad's amazing. And the farm was a great escape. Yeah. yeah. But but all those things are probably uh, maybe tied into that. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. We're all just yeah. a product of... Um, and that's, like, super important to recognize as well. Like, you know, when, you, when you're... Like, a lot of people date what they know. So people will date crazy people because they grew up a crazy... They're, they don't even notice it. They're used to it. doesn't mean that they're crazy. It's just that... Or, like, a, you know, women dating abusive men, that's if their father was abusive that's just what they know or if they saw that with their mother that's what they equate as love so you have to like train your body out of that and yeah. start to like be like okay actually this is healthy is good because you know sometimes like if you're used to that and then you're in a healthy relationship and you're like oh this is weird like we haven't ever fought like does that mean he likes me and then you're like yes that means he does like me <laughs> that's exactly what that means this is healthy <laughs> There's an alternative uh, to that, and uh, that's uh, wonderful to recognize. Uh, I th I'm uh, sometimes worried my love language is podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> so you you get them to go, you get them to listen to your podcast. <laughs> yeah, we all just sit down and listen to it, and that'll make me happy. No, I, can you imagine? <laughs> I tell my guys not to listen to my podcast. <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, uh, Katie, this has been really lovely talking with you. you um, too. Thank uh, and you. I've, I've learned a lot. And uh, where, what <laughs> are you going to be doing uh, as far as uh, stand up? You do, you're back in New York now. You're, mm -hmm. you're going to be doing these shows. Do you have anything yeah. coming up that we should let people know about? Um, when does this come out? Uh, let's put it out this week. Is that all right oh, with wow. you? Well, I just post on my Instagram all of the shows because the shows kind of book the week before now because it's outdoors and they don't know if it's going to rain. Sure. They don't know what's going on. Um, me and my friend Lindsay will be running like an indoor show, but you're only allowed to have 10 people. It's going to be fucking weird. Um, <laughs> so like masks on, spaced out. And that's if those restaurants still go like that, if we're still allowed to do it, you know, so... So maybe I shouldn't confirm on that, but I'll post about it if if that does happen. And then TikTok videos and Instagram. Just follow me on Instagram at Katie Ball Comic. There you go. That's the way to do it. Uh, that'll be terrific. And the podcast is the shift. You're still doing that, yeah? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's every week. So it's with Irish and American guests, or usually one based in Ireland and one based in America, and then sometimes just like one-on-one -on -one interviews. But yeah, it's all around that concept of shame and sex. Actually, the next week's girl. She is a naked yoga therapist and talks about like sex tips and stuff like that. So she's great. And it's all about like being comfortable with your body and not being embarrassed and stuff like that. So so the whole yoga class is uh, in, in the buff? She, well, so she invented this naked yoga thing. It's mad. Um, but, and what she does is you can ask her to be in the room with you or with your partner and show you how to do it or she can just do a consult with you and tell you all the techniques or she could talk over the phone like whatever your level of comfortability is and you can do it solo or with your partner but you know she says with the partner I guess it's like a good thing to do to get to know each other's bodies and stuff like that and it's all just like she does all these body works and tips for like tantric which I'm still not 100% sure after doing the interview what tantric is but she explains it really well. So, 
Yeah, I think it has to do with uh, a breath, right? Yes, yes. And yes, a real I like locking know. in together and somehow flowing from one to the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mad. I probably yeah. will need another ten years before I'm comfortable doing anything <laughs> like that. But yes. it's great to listen to her talk about it. <laughs> well, 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 tune in. That's a good good tease for that one. <laughs> Me and uh, the ghost but... in ten years will be doing tantric <laughs> breathing in, breathing out. That's right. Well, I hope you have a great time of it uh, with uh, Halloween and uh, <laughs> and whatever else you have going on. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much. It's lovely to meet you. Nice to meet you. Oh, great fun. You're kind of a slow burn. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like a fine whiskey taking hold on a late October night, but a strong finish. And who knew that that's what all the American fellows were asking for these days in the bedroom. I'm grateful if somebody else does the dishes. But uh, anyhow, uh, uh, on another note, we're still taking offers. If you want to join the commune, if you'd like to be a part of this uh, intentional community we have starting here, uh, send us a note. Tell us what you'd like to contribute via our internet mail, Radio at Gmail. Uh, dot com or uh, DM me. Oh, that's that's going to be fun. See if that gets a response. <laughs> Always a little scary when that comes in. All right. Well, friends, uh, stay safe. Go vote. Remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. It has to be. It just has to be. Deep Night with Dale is produced and performed by James Bewley. Season theme song by Mariam Cadus of Space Moth. Season podcast icon by Philippa Beleza. Incidental music heard throughout the program by the talented roster at Howler Hills Farm in Ohio. Remember to rate and review the program on Apple Podcasts or tune in and stream the show on Spotify, SoundCloud, Pandora, or Stitcher, wherever you find fine audio content. To see any of our live shows or other short videos, visit our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Radio, and follow us on Instagram at Seaver is the handle. Thanks again for listening, and remember this season to keep your portals open and at a safe distance.